Welcome to the podcast, From Crisis to Connection. I'm Jeff Stewart, licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'll be bringing the professional perspective. I'm Jody Stewart, unlicensed wife, mother, daughter, sister, friend, and neighbor, and I'll be bringing the regular everyday perspective. We are all about relationship recovery, and we'll tackle tough topics like infidelity, abuse, addiction, pornography, and betrayal trauma. We also focus on helping you build stronger connections in your most important relationships. So thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome back to From Crisis to Connection. Yep. It's good to be with all of you once again, every single week. Mm-hmm. We want to tell you about a free course that we've created to give you the first steps in rebuilding trust. This course goes from the perspective of what to do when you've been betrayed, what to do if you've broken the trust, couples, healing, and all kinds of great information on how to start that process. And you can download the course for free with the link in the show notes. Just click on there and give us your email address and we'll send you the course to your inbox and you can watch the videos Mm -hmm. and get started on it right away. Yeah. So hopefully you'll check that out. Yep. And today we're going to talk all about the difficulty of being patient with the process of healing and rebuilding relationships and our ourselves even. One thing I've learned after doing this for so many years is that people often come in and want to know how long this is going to take. Oh yeah. That's one of the first questions. And some of it's naturally because they want to know what their, you know, the the cost is going to be the investment with counseling. Sure. Under I mean it's it's expensive and people want to know kind of what they're looking at. But I think it's also coming from a place of when can I expect to feel better? When can I expect this to not hurt so much? Mm-hmm. And I think we all want to know that. I think if we would almost be willing to do almost anything if we knew how long it would take. Sure. Right? Sure. Well, we have that benefit when we go to the doctor with a broken bone. That's true. They can give They'll us tell a ballpark. You. Six to eight weeks, uh-huh. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then we know where the light at the end of the tunnel is going to be. Theoretically, yeah. it doesn't always work out that way, but- <laughs> Healing relationships is not the medical model. No, it is not. (laughs) It's more- It's not. Yeah, it's definitely more art than science in terms of working with different people, personalities. And there's so many factors that impact the timing and and how long this takes. And so patience is critical if you are going to heal long-term and do the really good work of healing, not just getting through it to where you can function, but to really heal. Right. So we're going to use a little bit of an analogy today because- I've been doing some physical therapy lately and walking is an activity that I love to do. I've always loved to walk and it's been a part of my life forever. But over the past few years, really, I haven't been able to walk without paying for it the rest of the day, just in stiffness in my hips and pain down my leg. And I've tried all sorts of different treatments and I'm currently doing some physical therapy for it. But in order to address that problem, The physical therapist did some tests for weakness in my leg and my mobility. Well, both legs, I guess. And then started me on a program of some very, very basic and minimal stretches and exercises so that I could start strengthening the right areas. Mm -hmm. And so then I, I do some of those for two to three weeks and then I come back in. And, and if I've done those correctly. And if my body has shown some improvement, then we add on a little, a small adjustment that requires a little bit more. So if I, if I stay on top of that every day, supposedly I'll make some improvements, but you know, as I'm doing 30 to 45 minutes of 
little itty bitty strengthening and stretching exercises every day. I don't feel like I'm getting stronger right. the same way that I do when I do other more vigorous exercising. So I don't really see any any improvements. But after a few months of physical therapy and my parents come and visit and we all take go walk the dogs together, then I notice later on that I went on a two-mile walk and I'm not hating it. Wow. That I feel okay. But the process of healing from something that needs recovery can be so just minuscule step by minuscule yeah, step. Right. Well, I think the term that your physical therapist uses is micro adjustments, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And having to be really, really careful to make sure that every step and every practice that I do is properly aligned. It's a real, it just is such a slow, and it's deliberate. It's a deliberate process, but it's very slow. It takes a lot of time yeah. to re, for a body to rebuild. Right. And relationships are no different. But the thing that we do know about relationships, even though they're more nuanced than the science of the body, and there are more variables, there are still reliable things that can be done that added upon and added upon can make a difference. Absolutely. Like it can, you can go about it in a scientific kind of way. Yeah. People need to know that. People need to yeah. know that this is not just, you know, rolling the dice and hoping things will work out. This is based on principles. And even though you can't control people and you can't prescribe some sort of recipe for exactly how it's going to work, there are some guideposts that really do make a difference, which I think can really help increase your patience because you're just trusting that process. Yeah. Okay. So mm -hmm. let's talk some more about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, I mean, let's talk about some of those micro adjustments uh -huh. that you can do in relationships because people need to know that there are little things they can do on a regular basis to start making improvements. And like I said earlier, it will increase your patience. It'll increase your capacity to stay in it and not get frustrated or give up. And so some of the micro adjustments would be one, just, this is kind of a stranger. It's more of a mindset thing which is just accepting that there is no clock on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's a small thing you can do right now that basically just says, my brain wants to put a number on this. My brain wants to somehow put a, I don't know, an expiration date or a finish line or give it some sort of quantifiable measure that says, when I cross this line, we'll feel better. Well, none of us get to do that for one in life mm -hmm. because there's just so many surprises and uncertainty, but especially in relationship recovery, the decision, and I see this shift a lot with people in my, my practice, the decision to just settle in for the journey, the decision to settle in and recognize and accept that this will take a long time and that I'm not going to put time frames on it really just gives you a lot of like freedom and it relaxes you. It's mm -hmm. really paradoxical mm -hmm. because everything in you is just like, I can do this for this long or I can't take this anymore. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is that the second that they that someone just accepts that this is going to be a long process, they can settle down and the anxiety goes away that somehow there's supposed to be an endpoint to all of this. And it actually frees them up to start healing a lot faster. Yeah. <laughs> That's the paradox. Crazy. Yeah. Well, I think one thing in, that in addition to that that is helpful is to recognize too that this pain what I'm I'm experiencing right now that I want so badly to get away from, this will not last forever. Right. And right. that's part of how you can let go. Mm -hmm. I, I remember my mom telling me I when that. I was trying to potty train 
my little kids, she would just say, <laughs> just remember, they're not going to go to fifth grade in a diaper. <laughs> and like, that can be really helpful. Like, right, right. There will be a day when we get this sorted out, right. even if it takes longer than I think it should take. And even if your kid does go to fifth grade in a diaper, what you'll see is that other things will change and that there'll be other things that will start to loosen up. Like acceptance and just rolling with that stuff is really a beautiful gift because sure. when we stop fighting that- Because they won't go to college in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. They're just, I'm just saying that like things, the, the pain, yeah. the angst, the confusion, all of that is not a permanent condition. Right. And so you can accept that you don't know when it's going to resolve. Right. So a micro adjustment like that, where we talk about, there are principles, there are things that you can do that, that are time tested and that we, from observation and research in relationship recovery, mindset and just acceptance and settling into the journey is something we know works. It's, it's really huge. It's, it's like the, the famous serenity prayer from Alcoholics yeah. Anonymous that's yeah. been around forever you know, I, I'm just going to paraphrase it loosely because I don't have it in front of me, but it's, you know, God grant me the wisdom. The wisdom is last. Oh yeah. God grant me. Oh geez. I'm going to Google it because <laughs> I really want to read it right. Like yeah. it's basically the, the, the essence of it is help me to see what things I can change and what things, what things I can't can. change and help me to know the, the difference. The wisdom to know the difference. The, the difference. Exactly. Yeah. I got put on the spot like that. Thank you. You, you found it. <laughs> In my own head. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's a great recovery principle. And that's something that when people, whether they're recovering from alcohol addiction or other kinds of struggles, that is a time-tested micro-adjustment of just seeing something differently. And it really just frees up a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. Other micro-adjustments. Well, some, some okay. of them might be very particular to the relationship. Yeah, for sure. Which is great. It will just require paying attention caring about what's going on with your partner and like increasing your awareness. Yeah. Yeah of, yeah. of stuff that's probably already been talked about, been requested. And so, you know, for your your particular relationship, right? You're saying like in any particular relationship, there's probably already been some feedback or some conversations or some experiences where something needed to be adjusted, but either wasn't or was forgotten or dismissed. Sure. Or something mm -hmm. that you tried and you tried it those two times and it didn't seem to make a difference. Right. Then maybe try it for two weeks instead. Yeah. Or, you know, just keep, you've got to make the adjustment and then you have to like continue it and then build on it. Right. So, right. And like we just said, many of those will be very unique to your relationship, but they shouldn't be a crazy surprise. Right. These are topics that are coming up in conversation or based on comments that have already been made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, think it may be something in your relationship. I mean, for our relationship, it's been things like, I remember there was a time where me just showing up on time. Yeah. Coming home from, coming work, home on from work on in time in particular. Yeah. Instead of just fitting in one more thing or just, you know. Because the idea was mm -hmm. that you were done at five and you'd be home at 530 by 5.30. And I would often leave at 5.30. Or 6, depending right. on who in the office needed something. Right. I would never get a phone call. And I finally was just like, I that's so stressful to yeah. me. Yeah, right. So and that some other, became a thing. Right, and, and some other relationship may not need that. That may yeah. not be important to them. It was important to Jody and something that was an adjustment. But again, in terms of just being patient in the process of rebuilding relationships, 
instead of just throwing your hands up and saying like, nothing I'm doing is working. Mm-hmm. It's like, slow down, recognize that there's been some specific requests already being made probably for years in mm-hmm. a lot of cases to go back to those. It can be problematic, admittedly, if like you're putting all that burden on your partner to say like, well, just tell me what to do. You know, just tell me what to do over and over again. That means you're not paying attention. That means you're not really slowing down well, and noticing. Well, it means that you're not, yeah, you're not tuning into that that's a little bit of a different focus. That's not mm-hmm. a focus on how can I n- nurture this person in the relationship. That's more of of like, how can I make sure that I'm staying the good spouse that I know I am? <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I agree with that. Yep. So that's not, you know, you, you don't want to go to that place of just badgering your partner to like tell you what to do so that you can feel like you're a good person. Like you said, this is really about paying attention and noticing and asking genuinely from the heart what things would make a difference. Mm -hmm. That's not about you performing. Mm -hmm. I think all those things make a huge difference in terms of increasing your ability to be patient with the process. Um, But again, mm -hmm. they make a huge difference when they are done like in small ways, consistently over time and built upon. Right. Like that, that's where you see the huge difference is months down the road, you're going, oh, wow, I can really... Oh, my partner's a lot more relaxed when I get home because I'm home when I'm saying I'm going to be home. Yeah. And they can trust that I am going to be home right. when I say I'm going to be home. So both of us are like enjoying this, right. this new experience. So in this case, like in that case, that example, you know, you do that for weeks and months and that micro adjustment of leaving on time or being accountable for that creates a whole new context where there's like, you know, there's, there's a ripple effect of change that happens that sometimes you can't even measure. Yeah. And to the point where now, like we don't have that. That is not an issue at all. No. And if I do run late, you're like, oh my gosh, just got out of a session. I'm going to be a few minutes and I may not even see the text or care till you walk in the the door and I don't even realize that you're late. So, So it's just a whole different circumstance because we just established some just some trust around that, I guess. Yeah. And it was something that really mattered to me, well, mm-hmm. especially when our kids were little. Oh, yeah, I was for sure. <laughs> definitely interested. Because they weren't just sitting still doing no, coloring my books. life is very different now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's anyway. for sure. They were very, very active and it was time for reinforcements. And so, yeah. Um, anyway, so if you're listening to this and, and thinking like, how can I increase my capacity for patience in this process? Then we'll just review real quick. We We just invite you to See if there are little adjustments you can start making consistently applied over time. Mm-hmm. Again, Jody's your physical therapist calls them micro adjustments. They might feel massive to you. They may not feel micro. You know, for some people, it might be like, oh, leaving on time is so hard. That's going to be such a big deal. Well, look for something that you feel like you can make an that adjustment you can do. with. Uh-huh. And then just focus on that over and over again. And I do appreciate what you're saying, Jody, about and this could be a whole nother episode, but in the honesty of your heart, making sure you're not making those adjustments just so your partner throws you a parade. Right. Just yeah, so that you have to be, it yeah, can't be a performance. Making the changes. This is coming yeah, from a sincere. the of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's for coming from a sincere heartfelt place of, I am trying to make things better and I'm obviously going to hope this makes a difference. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. if it doesn't, like, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there before we end real quick. Mm-hmm. I, some of my, the micro adjustments that I've tried to make in my physical therapy, I've been doing it wrong and I haven't gotten results. And so I've had to go back and learn how to do it better. Mm -hmm. And so instead of just being mad at my body for not responding when I did it improperly, 
I just am learning how to do it right so that my body will respond. And so in the relationship, you do have to give the relationship that respect that, oh, I attempted this. I had good intentions. It didn't go where I wanted it or hoped hoped it would go, but it's okay because I care about the relationship. And so I'm going to do what needs to be done so the relationship will heal. Right, right. I just want to share a quote Great. to end here. I love this quote from, uh, this was from a, a speech by Dr. Jonathan Sandberg, who is a professor at uh, Brigham Young University in Marriage and Family Therapy. And he, hmm. he gave a, a really great discourse on healing. And he said, he's quoting this nurse. She was a, the dean of nursing actually at BYU herself. And she talked about what she said was the difference between healing and cure. Okay. And so she says, I'll just read her words. She says, on my first day as a nurse, I assumed cure, care, and healing to be synonymous. I have learned they are not the same. Healing is not cure. Cure is clean, quick, and done often under anesthesia. Healing, however, is often a lifelong process of recovery and growth in spite of, maybe because of, enduring physical, emotional, or spiritual assault. It requires time. Mm. It requires all the energy of your entire being. You have to be there fully awake, aware, and participating when it happens. Oh, wow. Yes. 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 Yep. So just like you're saying, if you're looking for cure, you're going to get impatient. If you're looking for healing, you'll settle in and recognize that just because there's opposition, just because you're not doing it right, just because there's like feedback and changes and your partner's struggling and you're making adjustments. Yeah. It means that you're just healing and you're getting closer and you just keep working with it. Mm -hmm. It's a very different mindset. The medical model in our world is very much about cure. Addictions are a really dysfunctional attempt at curing something. Yes. Avoidance, anger, all these things that we do to try and cure the situation don't embrace really healing. No, no, they don't. So we don't want quick, clean, and done. That's not how it works in relationships. Yeah. Well, we want it, but that's not what we're really going for here. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. What we really want is like safety and security and trust with the people that we love. So what we really want is healing. Beautiful. So- And we want to also just remind you about our membership community, Connection Plus, where we we care deeply about healing. In fact, that's why we built it Mm -hmm. was because of this foundational truth here that we're not under any illusion that there's any cure for relationship recovery. The goal is to heal. The goal is to stay in and learn how to work with long-term challenges that come Mm -hmm. up from time to time. Yeah. And so our membership community is open We'd love to have you join us inside there. You can find out more information. Connectionpluscommunity.com. Very good. You can find us. Thanks again for spending some time with us today. Yeah. We're so glad you've been here and we look forward to next time. Mm